This is an On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast on the Sports for Beginners podcast feed. Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams? Listen to Broadcast Map with me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show and to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map. 3 2 Penguins win in November of 2023. Move to the December month, and what's that I hear? Football in Scotiabank Arena. I'm all for it. Start the intro. You are locked into Toronto We Believe Hockey on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. The Toronto Maple Leafs play here. Now, here's your host of Leaf Reaction Pod, a Toronto Maple Leaf fan himself. Thomas McGregor. Hockey Nights in Canada be the venue of Scotiabank Arena. And what was 3-2 in November ended up being Touchdown City in Toronto action. As the Maple Leafs win 7-0 over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Welcome everyone to the Leafs Reaction Pod. I am your host, Thomas McGregor, and my, 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 let's just dump it out and ball it up, as the person on tip of the iceberg said when we began this portion of uh, iceberg recap for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and those of you listening in Pittsburgh, who are Pittsburgh Penguins fans, I gotta say, I was there. I was there. I was there watching the game with you. And I gotta say, I was embarrassed by your team. I I thought your team had a chance when the Leafs had them down by five goals. I figured Toronto did it against Columbus. They could do it. Pittsburgh can do it to the Leafs, right? But who's going to win? It's going to go in overtime. 
And there's no denying how bad everybody in Pittsburgh and all Pittsburgh fans in general, including our host of Sports for Beginners, the podcast, who is a Penguins fan, feels after the absolute blowout game we saw on Saturday night. We saw Bobby McMahon, a guy nobody's ever even heard of on the Toronto Maple Leafs, for his first, not just as a Maple Leaf, but his first NHL career goal, not just as a Maple Leaf, but as a part of the National Hockey League in the NHL. And it doesn't stop there. All of us in attendance for the Toronto Maple Leafs and Pittsburgh Penguins game, because the Toronto Maple Leafs scored first, Everybody in Toronto, Ontario, received a free slice of pizza, courtesy of Pizza Pizza, and of course, a Toronto Maple Leafs. That's a huge deal for such a huge game. That is probably the best game we've ever played against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Last time I was there to watch the Penguins and the Leafs take care of each other, it ended up in a 2 nothing Penguins win. Which was a season or so ago, back in 2022. I remember it well. But I did not expect this. Let's just get down into it. Now that I've gotten my opening words out. Matthew Nice opens the scoring. With his seventh goal, snipes it in, and the Leafs are up one to nothing over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Big deal, right? Matthew Nice gets his seventh goal of the game. Seventh of the season, excuse me. Max Domi gets his 14th assist of the season. Great. And then Mitch Marner, just when you think, oh, well, one nothing's not going to be good enough. The Penguins are going to score right off the bat. Leafs fans, Mitch Marner, Mitchie Marner, night it through, Nick Robertson and Max Dovey with the assist. And Mitch Marner now has 13 goals on the season. I mentioned him earlier. He was part of the first period. And he scores his first NHL goal as a Toronto Maple Leaf. And his first career NHL goal. In the National Hockey League. Where the stadium was rocking. So was Tyler Bertuzzi and Pontus Holmberg. As they 
were your sisters on that. Pontus Holmberg gets his first assist of an entire Toronto Maple Leaf season. Tyler Bertuzzi gets his fifth assist of the season with the Toronto Maple Leafs on Bobby McMahon's first NHL career goal. Congratulations, Bobby McMahon. Congratulations, Bobby, on your first NHL career goal. Flip to the second period, and you're like, okay. As Penguin fans, you're like, okay. 3-0. That's okay. We have a chance. We have a chance. Max Domi scores. He snakes it through, and the Leafs are up 4-0 on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And this one comes courtesy of Matthew Nice getting his sixth assist of the season, and Mitch Marner getting his 21st assist of the season, with Max Domi getting his sixth goal of the season. With two minutes and 28 seconds of the second period in to play. Four minutes and 25 seconds later into the second period. He scores! John Tavares! John Tavares. Uh, PPG for TOR. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are up. Five to nothing over the Pittsburgh Penguins. William Nylander, his 25th assist of the season, comes on. John Tavares is ninth goal of the season. And who better to help William Nylander and John Tavares deliver it? Then Morgan Riley. But that wasn't all. Pittsburgh goes to the penalty box yet again. After 4 minutes and 25 seconds of play have passed. And we've already played 20 minutes of the first 20 periods. In the first of the three periods. Excuse me. 14 minutes and Four seconds left into the second period. I should say into the second period. And Noah Gregor, a PPG for TOR, scores his fifth goal of the season. He snipes it in with Tyler Bertuzzi. Getting his sixth assist of the night. And Connor Timmons getting his fifth assist of the night. But you talk about getting assists with Tyler Bertuzzi. He was on fire tonight. I mean, 
just after we wrapped up 40 minutes with the Penguins now down 6-0. to zero. Give the Penguins fans credit for what they were saying, what they were doing, whatever they were doing when they came to the game or if they're watching on the TV. I give you guys credit to, to whatever you guys were doing. It was not true night, obviously. I just want to uh, kind of halt myself there. It was kind. Of, it wasn't kind of your night, but that's okay. There's the Minnesota Wild. Look forward to the Minnesota Wild. As the guy on the tip of the iceberg said, throw it in the trash. Wrap it up into a little pretty ball. Little pretty ball. Throw it in the trash, and get ready for. Monday night against the Minnesota Wild. Back at home. To the Toronto Maple Leafs third pier we go. And of course, the home team is rocking. It's a party going on at Scotiabank Arena. When all through the house of the Pittsburgh Penguins, not a creature did care what the final score would be. They knew they lost the game. And William Nylander makes an early Pittsburgh Penguin exit by sniping his 15th goal of the season with the help of seven assists coming from Tyler Bertuzzi and Jake McCabe, who each had now seven assists in their season with the Leafs. We talk about penalties, and my, my goodness, before we even tell you what the penalties were, my, my, my goodness, but why don't we just count them? So, for the Maple Leafs, you saw three penalties in the second period, you saw two penalties for the Leafs. In the third period, you saw one penalty for the Leafs. Second period for the Pittsburgh Penguin penalties. Let's just go there. Evgeny, Evgeny Melkin had already seen the penalty box when he got to the third period. So he got a double minor for high sticking in the third period with nine minutes and seven seconds in to the third. Sidney Crosby, Jake the Shake. And Evgeny Malkin in the same period were both set to the box. One for slashing, two minutes for slashing Sidney Crosby. Jake Gensel for high sticking. Gino Machino for high sticking, two minutes each. And before we get down to where the Leaf were, Christopher Lutang not only served 10 minutes for misconduct penalty in the penalty box, but he served an extra two minutes for hooking. So in total, that's kind of 12 minutes, I guess, 12 minutes in the box. First period. 
John Leakbev and Matthew Nice go at it with each other for a five-minute major penalty. And just and after we saw Simon Bennett hit the box for the Toronto Maple Leafs. For a two-minute roughing call. Lars Eller gets set to the box. For two minutes. The same call. Roughing. Timothy Ligren gets a slashing call. He's set to the box. And Jake Gensel and Riley Smith. They just. they The Penguins. They couldn't stay out of the penalty box. At 14 minutes and one second in, Riley Smith, you go to the penalty box. Flashing is the call. Two minutes. Dick Gensel, 13.46. Interference call. You to the penalty box. Lars Aller, right before we got to the Leafs, 13.06. Penalty with Timothy Ligren. Two minutes and the call is roughing at five nineteen to go in the third in the sec in the first period. And before we got to Simon Benoit, John Ligbrip and Matthew Nice shared five minutes. In the penalty box for fighting, for fighting with the time on the clock, four minutes fifty seven seconds. Lutang's misconduct and hooking. Came at the same time, 4.06 to go in the second period. Four minutes and six seconds, basically. Pontus Holmberg got sent to the box, seven minutes, 13 seconds in. Tripping minor, that's okay. Toronto Maple Leafs fans love it. The game is basically theirs. Gino Machino to the penalty box at 12.06. Ty sticking the call. Minutes, minutes later, 14 minutes and 42 seconds. And 42 seconds. Jake Gensel, Jake the Shake, is in the penalty box for two minutes to call. High sticking, just like Gino Machino. In Evgeny Malkin. And then. When you didn't think it could be possible. When you didn't think it could be possible. The captain. Of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Sees the box. Of penalties. And he gets. Set to the box. 
at 8.52 to go in the second period. 18 minutes and 52 seconds, to be exact. And his call is a slashing call. Connor Timmons then gets sent to the box for roughing. And then Max Domi, he got a goal. Now he's in the box. Evgeny Malkin finds the box yet again. Nine minutes and seven seconds after Toronto Maple Leafs were sent to the penalty box at two minutes and eight seconds into the third period. His call for Evgeny Malkin. High sticking double minor, four minutes. Max Domi's call. Hooking, two minutes. Okay. So we got the penalty summary out. We got the scoring summary out. Now, when we get back to the program, I'm going to give you my game stat statistics that I found on this on the Maple Leafs app. And we're going to detail how good and how bad both teams were when it came to goals, shots, block shots, hit, face-offs, power play, and penalty minutes. And let's be honest here. One of them didn't like what they were seeing at all. In fact, one tweet my brother read to me about the Pittsburgh Penguins is lost came from head coach Mike Sullivan himself saying we didn't play our best. And yeah, you didn't really, yeah, you, you, you basically got embarrassed. I would agree with Mike Sullivan on that. There was another tweet that I that I heard that it was when they do the tweet the old two niner thing on 10590X. The question was question in a game where there's no chance or there's some sort of a chance the penguins can win. Does making their case and arguing with referees change the narrative and say here's here's something for you Pittsburgh Penguins to win the game. Now go and do it. Now, as Leaf fans, we probably are laughing about that because we won. We won the game. Seven to nothing, right? Leafs win. But in all honesty, whoever tweeted that out to the old two niner at 10590X during the second intermission, it was a fantastic question. Speaking of good questions, before we take that break, let's just hear what head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins had to say, minus what he said when asked how they played 
let's hear what he said following that question because I'm sure there was a lot of questions. And there and there's a tagline that most people use as sports fans is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So let's hear from Mike Sullivan and then get ready to get on to the game stats. Here is head coach Mike Sullivan. Post game. Talking to Penguins Nation. About the seven to zero embarrassment from the Toronto Maple Leafs as they slaughtered the Penguins seven to zero. Shall Mike, you have the floor. Uh, we got a little bit of an ad here, so we'll just let the ad go through. All right, now that he's here, Mr. Mike Sullivan, you have the call, man. What were your thoughts, man? There's a lot you didn't like about this game. Is there any facet in particular that you found especially troubling? No, we just didn't play very well. When you pushed the goalie, was that a matter of Jari's performance? Were you looking to add a spark? A little bit of both. Mike, not being flipped, but like, what do you say after a game like this? Do you just flush it or do you, you know, really dissect it? Well, I'll certainly dissect it. Um, I'm not sure quite yet how I'll, I'll respond to it. Um, you know, it's a humbling experience. You know, when we didn't we didn't perform to our expectations, and and it's disappointing. Uh, we're all in this thing together. We got to figure it out. Clark Zeller said there was no willingness to play defense. Team is that a fair assessment? Do you agree with that? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it it was uh, definitely embarrassing for all the Pittsburgh Penguins fans. And I'm sorry to say that because I am a Toronto Maple Leaf fan here, as you can see. I do have a Toronto Maple Leaf shirt with me. And I am a Leaf fan, so I can tell that you guys are not very happy with the way your team played at Scotiabank tonight. There you see there. Our three stars are coming up, but it should be no surprise that there really are only the Trumpful Leaf people to talk about for the three stars. But before we get to that, when we when we continue, we'll hear 
from Sheldon Keith prior to our final portion of the program. I'll give you my stars of the game from the Pittsburgh Penguins side. And I'll give you the stars of the game that I thought stood out for the Toronto Maple Leaf, as well as the actual three stars. And because Jake Gensel didn't score, I don't think it's fair to give us a shake of the game. So we'll just do a dominant goalie performance of the game to replace that when we continue. You're listening to Leafs Reaction Pod on On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. Leafs blow out the Penguins. At Scorchbank Arena. In Toronto, Ontario. And they're looking forward to doing it again in April. But will it happen? We'll find out all those answers in due time. Stay with us. Leaf's reaction continues. On on the ice and behind the benches, the podcast. And one minor note: you could follow this show on Sports Freeginners as well. When it comes to life and watching sports, sometimes you can't do both. Well, you can. But it costs money, and that means jobs, right? Join me, Thomas McGregor, on a Working Environment podcast, where we take a break from covering sports and dive into how people like athletes, coaches, teachers, etc. deal with challenges in the workplace. I hope you will join us, because together, we can get ready for the workforce and make connections too. To learn more, please visit Beyond the Ice and Behind the Fences Facebook page. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them discuss the Blue Jays, Bills, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners.
It is Christmas time. It is Hockey Night in Canada time on Leeds Reaction Pod. We weren't so very jolly back in November when the Penguins beat us. 3-2. But we did get our revenge and we got it in a big way. That was rocking around the Christmas tree by Brenda Lee, taking us back into it. Uh, if you haven't already heard us talk about it and you're just joining us, we just heard from head coach Mike Sullivan. And we're going to get into our stars of the game right now. But before we get to our stars of the game, here is the play of the game. as prescribed on NHL.com, that I think is worthy of a play of the game. As the Toronto Maple Leafs win, there's obviously no plays of the game to look at for the Pittsburgh Penguins. No matter how hard you guys, no matter how hard we try to figure out on the highlights, there's no, there's no, there's no chance of looking for a Pittsburgh Penguin highlight because it would have to be the saves. So here is the Toronto Maple Leaf highlight of the game. The one that I feel was a highlight of the game. And I was actually there, as you probably have heard on Penguins post game. I was actually there with my brother and my father doing it. We were there watching it. And um, yeah. I hope you enjoy this. Here are the men that called it on Hockey Night in Canada, the sports that broadcast. Our play of the game comes courtesy of the first ever NHL goal scored by a Maple Leaf in Bobby McMahon. Timmons shooting. That's fronted by Latang. The Hornet. And Chris Latang trying to work it up. Give it away. Off the post. Holmberg comes close. Here's going to be a commemorative one, but this is just a good hard work shift. Three or four times the Penguins had a chance to clear it. There's the one off the post. He stays with it. Nice little shuttle pass there for Bertuzzi. He's got his back to the net. There's nowhere for Bertuzzi to go. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, me- yeah, it's a mess, right? It, it's a mess, guys, right? Right? It's a mess, right? If you're Penguins fans, it's a mess, right? You 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 watch the game, and I'm sure there were a bunch of Penguins fans there that were like heading to the exits right away as soon as they realized that that all hope was lost in last night's game. I I I'm really man. I'm really I'm really sorry for the Pittsburgh Penguin fans. You came to see a game with the Leafs, and you thought, hmm hmm. 3-2, right? Well, okay.
That's fine. We'll just do the same thing we did, right? 3-2. Back at PPG Paints Arena. Well, clearly Toronto Maple Leafs team had an eye for what the Penguins had in mind. And please keep in mind, they were without Austin Matthews and TJ Brody. Keep that in mind. They were without TJ Brody and Austin Matthews. They were without him. And while and while it didn't seem to matter, kind of matters to me a little bit because I was really looking forward to seeing TJ Brody or Austin Matthews in the game, but unfortunately. It was not meant to be. Speaking of who was in and who was out, let's find out. Arcel, who was in and who was out. This is coming courtesy of the NHL app. Download the app and follow your favorite team. You already know Matthews and Brody were out for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But here, but who was also out? Well, first off, here is your referees. Jake Brent, Robert Kendrick, Nicholson R., Kyle Flemington, and Devin Berg. Our head coaches, of course, Mike Sullivan and Sheldon Keith. Both teams are getting back at it again in April. Back here in the same place, same area. Downtown Toronto. In April. Okay, so we know that there were people in, then there were people out. But question is, who else was out of the game? Let's find out. And before we do that, 
let's find out what the game stats were. And we're going to do a courtesy of the Leafs app. Like I said, we're going to do. So, the goals, it's no surprise. 7 0. Leaf 7, Penguins nothing. The Penguins ended up taking the shots, beating the Leafs 38 to 35. In the shots on goal total. We saw the likes of 14 block shots from the Pittsburgh Penguins to 19 block shots from the Toronto Maple Leafs. And if you thought blocking shots was hard for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Pittsburgh Penguins, wait till you hear this. The Toronto Maple Leafs only hit the Penguins 15 times. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, they were so mad at each They were so mad, obviously. And truth be told, it's the Leafs, right? That they couldn't keep it together. So, they, so instead of 15 hits for the Penguins, they decided, let's hit the Leafs. 33 more times than they hit us. Face-off, face-off, face-offs. Oh, my goodness. The face-offs. A uh, little bit of work for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, 23 face-offs. We could have tied the face-off circle there, but, you know, that's okay. Win's a win. At the end of the day, they win that category. 33 face-offs to 23. We win the category of power plays. We scored two power play goals, which has a deal presented by Popeyes. It's a power play goal deal. Every time the Maple Leafs score a power play goal on home ice, you receive eight pieces. Eight piece nuggets with a large with a purchase of a large drink at any Popeyes location in located here in Ontario, Canada. Any of the participating Popeye locations. And now for the penalty minutes. While the Penguins never connected on the three chances they were given. I mean, that was that was terrible. It was terrible for them. They found the penalty box more than they found the back of the net. And I'm kind of upset to hear that because... I actually thought, as a leap, even as a leap fan, I thought 
that there was a possibility the penguins would come back and try to score. Now I now we now no now that we got the game stats out of the way, I I gotta talk about chance in the game. I've never been to a leaf game where there are chants that say loser or do best, do best. Or how about go leaves go? Now, I've heard that one. I even recall recording a podcast for you guys early in my first year, my first half year with you. Having a question in one of the post games I did saying, should the chant go from go Leafs go to let's go Leafs? Let's go Leafs. And that was, that chant was created by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Shout out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Dwayne, who was also. One of the stars in Disney's film Moana, which you can stream on Disney Plus. I love the chant, but I feel like Go Leaves Go is the chant that keeps on giving some sort of air. Now, loser, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have said it. I'm not going to argue with you guys about this chant, but I have never heard somebody say loser, especially where I was in the game sitting. I have never thought I'd hear loser. To all the Penguin fans out there that listen to this podcast, I had never thought I'd hear the fan base of Toronto Maple Leafs, Leafs Nation, call your team a loser. And it wasn't just the loser chant that I was hearing. I heard Dubas. I heard... There's a ton of chants that went on at Scorcher Bank. On Saturday night. There's a ton of chants. But... We would be here all day if I was going over how many chants we heard. So I'm not going to do that. No, instead, we're going to focus on just the game and the game in general. Pittsburgh Penguins fans and Toronto Maple Leaf fans, we are not meeting each other until April. For the last meeting. So that should please us. All. If we weren't expecting a blow up from the Leafs. But we were expecting. A bounce back. That should please us. Let's get to the three stars. 
before we forget. And let's hear what Sheldon, our coach, had to say after the game. But before we do that, let's get the stars of the game out of the way. So stars of the game. Let's do it. Let's hear it. I'm going to give me a little second here. Give me a little second here. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. All right, I've got it. I've got it. And now here is our stars of the game intro. It's time for the three stars of tonight's game. And here we go back to the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio with your host, Thomas McGregor. And that is me. It is now time for the three stars brought to you by Molsa Canadian, obviously, on the Toronto Maple Leafs' uh, Jumbotron. And it shouldn't be any surprise to any of us that the Toronto Maple Leafs are the only stars of the game. It really shouldn't be any surprise. But here we go. Here are your stars of that game. In case you really want to hear it. At number one, we have the goaltender for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Martin Jones gets his 29th NHL career shutout. And first as a Toronto Maple Leaf. In the game. So congratulations on getting your 29th career NHL shutout. This being with the Toronto Maple Leafs team. And you are the first star of the game. 38 shots. And 38 saves. Absolutely nothing got by him. That was a. That was a that was impressive. The second star of the game goes to the man that hit the penalty box right after he got a goal. And his name is Matthew Nice. A goal assist, five minutes in the box. An ice time of twelve minutes and fourteen seconds. And our third and final star from the Toronto Maple Leafs 
with a goal, two assists, two minutes spent in the penalty box, an ice time of 12, mi 12 minutes and 43 seconds. Give it up for Max Domi. Your goaltending matchup has proceeded on the score app and everywhere that's now made it official. Official. Number 31, Martin Jones, who, again, congratulations. He got his 29th year shutout in the NHL. Congratulations to him. And he took on number 35 and number 39 of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Tristan Jari and Alex Nidogojevic. Alex, I'm sorry if I can't say your last name right in the pronunciations. But good game, buddy. Good game. Wasn't in your favor. That's okay. There's always Monday. And there's always the, the next game. We're still looking for our scratches here. So you know what? We're going to hear from our head coach, Sheldon Keith. As we continue to look for the scratches. And we're going to hear what Sheldon had to say. In this amazing performance. Blowout. Over the Pittsburgh Penguins. 7-0. to zero. Wow. Talk about getting embarrassed if this was on home ice. In Pittsburgh. It's fun to watch. Start with Matthew Nyes and the night that he had, you know, coming off the flu and uh, obviously had a lot of jump. And a Gordy yeah. Howe hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific start to the game. Attacking with speed. World class goal. Um, you know, and then maybe my overall favorite part of the whole of the whole game uh, with how he uh, gets involved physically thereafter. So, great start for us. Is there anything to the fact that Austin's unavailable that maybe shocks the guys into realizing that it's got to be a clean, tidy effort? Uh, perhaps. You know, I don't know if you could ever know for sure. But, um, you know, we, we've played without Austin over the years, different times, you know, and, and the group has reacted well to that. Um, certainly thrilled with how guys stepped up here today throughout the lineup. And... Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's, like I said, good energy and good start to the game. Nisey got, really got us going, and guys never really looked back from there. I thought our execution offensively tonight was maybe as good as it's been in a long time. Kind of expected a high event game here tonight. Um, we were hoping to kind of slow it down a little bit coming our way, but capitalize on what was going to be available the other way, and I think that's really what happened for us.
I said he's never fought, not even college or, or anything for a rookie. What, like, what does that say to you and, and to his teammates that he's willing to do that at such an early stage? I think just just this commitment to the group, you know, uh, quite honestly, I, I didn't see exactly initially what was going on down in the corner there. So I didn't know exactly how it started, but just to see how, you know, in his first ever fight comes not for anything to do with him. Just he didn't like what was going on with Max and he steps in and then leads to the fight and, and he's 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 right there and stands his ground. It's part of the game. And I think he's a big, strong, physical guy that. Um, I think has the ability to really assert himself in more ways than just what we saw um, in that in that fight in that skirmish. But you see the goal that he scored just to get us started in the game. That's to me that's the complete package that he has the ability to to uh, to grow into um, in terms of being a, a physical force. And I think that's really where you know the sort of the the next phase of his development is. It's uh, you know. It's tough to do at the NHL level as a young guy, but uh, credit credit to him. Seeing um, uh, Jones' experience now coming through, he goes to the minors for a couple of months, whatever it was, and just comes up and he's like, yeah, missed the heat. Yeah, well, no doubt. Like, he just, he was so calm and relaxed in there tonight. I mean, you know, on a night like this tonight, <clears throat> score being what it is, and, you know, it's one of these nights where almost everything's going your way offensively. Um, talked about this the other night like you're down five nothing the other night it's to me it's not as bad as the scoreboard shows there's still good things happening and when you're up big like we were tonight it's not as good necessarily as the scoreboard shows there's still lots of stuff coming our way at our net and goaltender has to be really sharp otherwise the game can start to change a little bit momentum's changing he didn't allow that to happen he was just so calm and and relaxed in there and that just made everybody else just start to feel that much better you know about themselves and their game uh so that uh, to me is is a, is a is a much bigger part of the game than what the scoreboard might show or what some of these you know we scored some big time goals tonight made some great plays but but uh you know the the goaltending and the, the poise that he played with back there was was terrific and it's credit to him and just like you say it shows his professionalism and his experience coaching the minors you appreciate the story of a bobby mcmahon who undrafted you know pays his dues and finally after some close calls gets his first ball yeah he's he's worked incredibly hard obviously he's not uh not your everyday sort of uh, rookie player you know given his age and all these kind of things but yeah it's a long road for him to get here um you know, credit to him for the work that he puts in. He works incredibly hard at his body and his at his game, and and uh, you know, it's nice, really nice to see him uh, to see him get rewarded tonight. You have an idea early on. To, an idea early on today that Austin wouldn't be able to play tonight. Uh, no, it was a it was a new newer development. Uh, uh, he he was here. He was at he was at the game and he arrived in, intending to play, but. Uh, uh, waking up from his nap wasn't just wasn't feeling right, and thought he could get through it, and really tried to do everything he could to be ready to play, and and uh, he ultimately just wasn't able to. Uh, so his body wasn't cooperating with him, so he had to he had to go home, and, and we had to make adjustments. There is Sheldon Keith. We have our stretches for the game and it'll and it comes courtesy of the sportsnet.ca 
Of course, you can also download the app and find the information for the team is scratches. Let's start out with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Since we heard from from Mike Sullivan first, so they were without Ryan Shi, Mark Johnstone, and Chad Ruido. Also, didn't show up. in the Pittsburgh Penguins game. We're going to get to the stars of the Penguins game in just a minute. But first, here's who was out following Matthews and TJ Brody. So we did not get Max LaJoy. And as you heard from Sheldon Keefe, and you probably heard this already on Sports for Beginners' Penguins postgame as well, when Austin Matthews woke up from his nap, we tried. they tried to do everything to get him ready, and unfortunately wasn't worth doing so. The game-winning goal goes to Matthew Nyes, and he got us started. So I, I'm not really sure if I give Matthew Nice the game-winning goal. I feel like you give the game-winning goal to William Nylander since he basically ended it for us. He basically put the game on ice. Jari's win-loss record moves to 9-11-12. and 12. Martin Jones remains undefeated, 3-0-0. He's won three games now with the Leafs, hasn't lost a game, and hasn't lost in overtime. Once again, his save totals as to why he was a three as to why he was a part of the three stars. 38 saves. And no goals allowed on 38 shots. That's tough. That's tough to do, guys. That is tough. That is tough. That is so, so tough to work with. Especially when you are against the Pittsburgh Penguins. You can agree with me. You cannot agree with me. I really don't care. (laughs) But the reality of it is, 
whether you love it or hate it. The dominate goalie of the year in this game on Saturday was None other than Martin Jones. I mean, he dominated his priest. Nothing got past him. We did do our dominant goalie performance of the game, but you know... There's a lot more to be said here. So let's quickly, before we take another word, a 30, take a 30 second break. In the action, let's quickly go over the stars of the game that I thought actually Pittsburgh had a great performance with. I'm going to start with the goalies here. Nedeljkovic, or Alec, for short, saved 18 out of 21 shots he faced from the Toronto Maple Leafs. A save percentage of 857, with just only 37 minutes left to play. In his game, allowed three goals. Tristan Jari, on the other hand, allowed four goals, 10 saves on just 14 shots. His save percentage, 714, 21. I thought both goaltenders stood out, so they get my first and second star. I thought they both played really, really well. And you can only add one more star to the level of greatness that the Penguins sort of got slaughtered in. And we're going to give it to number 59 of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Mr. Jake. The Shake. Four shots. Or excuse me, two shots on goal, four penalty minutes, an ice time of 20 minutes and 55 seconds. He hit the Leafs two times, and that was all she wrote. But I will be lying if I didn't say Sidney Crosby's five shots on net, spending two minutes in the box with just only an ice time of 18 minutes and 51 seconds. And hitting three Maple Leafs, I'd be shot. I'd be lying if I said he w- didn't. He didn't make a start in my book. So those are the stars of the games. When we return, we'll get to the venue. We'll recap what went down on Saturday night, 
you'll get my perspective on the so-called ugly loss from the Maple Leafs to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And you'll get my game perspective on the Pittsburgh Penguins in general losing to the Toronto Maple Leafs. But there's just really one word to describe it. That's all coming up when Leafs reaction continues. And then that is it for the program. So let's get down to it right after this word from our station. And a friend. From the Pittsburgh native of Sports Beginners. Looking for a good hockey podcast that covers your favorite hockey teams and mine? Check out On the Ice and Behind the Benches, where we chat about our favorite hockey teams from puck drop to the last play of the action. To learn more, Follow the On the Ice and Behind the Benches Facebook page. Search On the Ice and Behind the Benches. Looking for good sports conversations, sports media, and important topics for athletes and fans alike, and at times, my favorite sports teams? Check out Sports for Beginners with me, Scott McGregor, where we will break down all of the action. To learn more about the podcast, like the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. Saturday night on a hockey night in Canada night for the Toronto Maple Leafs and a 
Saturday night. Just regular for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Leafs Reaction Pod. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. Ho, 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 ho. Aren't you glad that is over, Penguins fans? I know I am. But I'll be honest, I thought you guys had a chance. Unfortunately, not the case. So, you know, what? That's okay. Because just because you lost doesn't mean it wasn't as bad as it kind of looked. Okay, that kind of feels wrong to say. Anyways, while the Maple Leafs look forward to facing the Rangers yet again on December 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, of course, you can catch that game on Sportsnet. We're seeing a road trip into Buffalo. This is our next five games before we get to the player of the game. I just want to get the five games out of the way. And we can be seeing this game in Buffalo. At 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Sports Ontario. It's the Hockey Night in Canada edition on December 23rd, 2023, when the Columbus Blue Jackets play host of the Toronto Maple Leafs in Columbus, Ohio. After losing 6 5 on home ice to the Columbus Blue Jackets. A taste of revenge for. The Toronto Maple Leafs against the Blue Jackets? Maybe, maybe not. A battle of Ontario returns to Toronto, and we get a 7 o'clock start on December 27th, just after Christmas Day, and of course Christmas Eve, which is coming up. This coming week, as we prepare for the birth of in the churches, the Lord name in vain. I will not say it on the podcast because I'm very, I'm very religious and I care deeply about all the religions. And I'm not going to try and be biased about the religions. So no, I'm not going to say anything about it. But yes, after Christmas passes, on the 27th, we've got the matchup between the Ottawa Senators and the Toronto Maple Leafs at Scotiabank Arena, followed by a back at Columbus, Ohio meeting with the
Columbus Blue Jackets on December 29th. Then we wrap up our December schedule with the meeting against the Carolina Hurricanes. One, two, three, four, five. And that is our schedule in December, but we're going to add a little January action as we'll be back at it again late night hockey to begin January in the new year when the Maple Leafs take on the LA Kings in Los Angeles before facing the Ducks of Anaheim in Anaheim on the 3rd for a 9 p.m. Eastern puck drop. They open up a great game on the 6th and... 9th of January at 7 o'clock when they play a home-and-home series against the San Jose Sharks. First in the Shark Tank, then in the Bowl of Toronto, Scotiabank Arena, on January 6th and January 9th. Now that we got that out of the way, Let's figure out where the Penguins are headed. We already mentioned that the first of the five games are the Minnesota Wild, which is not which is Monday. But where? Are they headed afterwards? Well, after they play a game against the Minnesota Wild, they stay home to face the Carolina Hurricanes on December 21st, which is coming up, for a 7 o'clock start on Sportsnet 1, Sportsnet East. It's the Carolina Hurricanes playing in PPG Paints Arena against your Pittsburgh Penguins. They make the trip out out to the nation's capital in Toronto, in Canada, to face the Ottawa Senators, before heading to the Big Apple in New York, to face the New York Islanders. In New York Islanders' area, then the New York Islanders follow the St. Louis Blues, the Capitals, into PPG Paints Arena. For a 6 p.m. puck drop with the New York Islanders and a 7.30 puck drop with the Washington Capitals and a 7 o'clock puck drop with the St. Louis Blues to end off December and begin January. It's off to the TD Garden 
with the Boston Bruins playing host of the Pittsburgh Penguins before it's back to PPG Paints Arena on January 6th when they take on the Buffalo Sabres. After a 7 o'clock start at TD Garden in Boston. Okay, so what else went on? Before we get to our player of the game, and we will get there with my game perspective following. What happened on Saturday night in hockey? Let's find out, shall we? This is kind of a post-game slash reaction pod. And my game perspective is coming right up. So don't you so don't you worry about that. Okay. So with the Pittsburgh Penguins losing seven to nothing, they weren't the only team that got shut out. The Philadelphia Flyers shut out the Red Wings. One to nothing. So half of Pittsburgh nation, if you were watching Philadelphia, congratulations to your other side of Pennsylvania because they got themselves a shutout over the Detroit Red Wings with the only goal coming courtesy of. This man, Cam York, the only goal of the game with six minutes and 21 seconds into the first period. That was all they needed. Scores that had teams scoring. The Canadians managed to come away with a victory over the New York Islanders. 5-3 to three is the final score at the Bell Center. Over the New York Islanders, the Avalanche get their butts handed to them by the Winnipeg Jets. Although it looks like the Winnipeg Jets did less shooting. Than scoring. They do win it six to two, but the winning but the winner of the shots on goal, the Colorado Avalanchers. The Nashville Predators beat the Washington Capitals three to one. The Dallas Stars humble themselves over the Blues. Four to three, the Blues win. Connor McDavid's team gets humbled by the Florida Panthers. Five to one. The Calgary Flames snatch somehow a victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Four to two, the final score there. Another shutout. In Arizona, against the Buffalo Sabres, two goals coming courtesy of Keller and 
O'Brien. Liam O'Brien. And last but certainly not least, the only game that went into a shootout. Minus overtime. The Seattle Kraken fours. The LA Kings to try and win it in extra time. And when overtime wouldn't do it for you, we decided let's do this in a shootout with this man becoming the hero. Carl Gunderson, number 91 of your Los Angeles Kings. That's the game-winning goal. And the heroic effort in the shootout to beat the Kraken at Climate Pledge Arena. Three to two in honor of the Los Angeles Kings. Speaking of honors, a Vancouver Canuck was honored today. Or a Vancouver Canuck was honored. Before the Wild played their game against them. No, I don't know who it was. But I do know that there was an honor ceremony going on. Before the Wild and the Canucks took to the ice on Saturday. Okay, it's time for the player of the game, which would usually be called the shake of the game, and we told you that would be replaced by the dominant goalie performance of the game, so. Let's just cut right to the chase of the player of the game. I gotta give my player of the game for the trauma belief to Brendan, or Bobby McMahon. His First NHL career goal of the season. I got to give some credit to him. Like, you know, put it up there. Put it up there. First NHL career goal and first as a Toronto Maple Leaf. That kind of reminds me of Tristan Jari's goalie goal. The first goal scored by a goalie in the Pittsburgh Penguins franchise. Speaking of goalie goals and franchise records, my player of the game from the Pittsburgh Penguins, I mean, he may have lost this game, but you 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 gotta give him credit where credit is due. Tristan Jari is my Pittsburgh Penguins player of the game. 
I thought he played real. I thought he played exceptionally well, and I thought he had a good night. He they may say otherwise, but you know it. It is what it is in the end, and there's nothing we can do about it. Seven nothing is our score. As I get to my leap reaction game perspective which is now let's first hear what Bobby McMahon had to say when he talked to one of the insiders on Hockey Night in Canada about his first NHL career goal here is Bobby McMahon's interview after the 7-0 lead over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, Bobby, on a night you're missing some key guys or leading goal scorer among them, what do you attribute the barrage of goals you saw here? Yeah, I mean, Matty's been the guy that's been putting in the net a lot, um, but guys up and down the lineup can score, and um, I think we saw that tonight. There's guys that play with skill, can jump into those positions, and guys were showing it, making plays, and it was fun to watch. It was a goal scorer's reaction. You were first in the NHL. Right? So what was going through your mind in the moment? Uh, of course, you're trying not to think about scoring. You're just trying to play play right, play smart. Um, but then when I saw that mesh move and saw the puck going, it was a special feeling, and um, I think the emotions just took over. Think about, like, your father's season. So last year, the dad's trip, it was like a scramble for him to get here for. It kind of joins part way. A really full participant in the one this year where does he factor into all of this for you uh it's cool it's always a bit of a boost of energy when you got your parents around or your dad around um he was the one kind of taking me to the rings coaching me growing up taking me to the back rink when it was minus 20 in alberta um so he put a lot of time in so it's pretty special to share share this experience and share what it's like to be in the nhl with him what was the scene like in wainwright as you grew up and ultimately formed to who you are now uh, yeah, we had the twin rinks, um, just playing novice PUE growing up. We had a group of good players that uh, stuck together for a while. Uh, a lot of good friends I have now, and um, that's kind of, I think, where the character built and um, just the love of the game was playing with buddies and um, playing on the outdoor rinks at home. Last one, I fully understand that the game just ended, but any thought to where the first puck might go? Uh, I think it's got to go somewhere in my parents' house. Um, I'm sure my mom will want to put it on a mantle or something. Um, she'll be fired off. I'll have to show it to my grandma too. She'll be excited about that. So um, we'll find it. We'll find a nice spot for it. We will. Congratulations, Bobby. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. There is Bobby McMahon talking with Kyle Bacustis of Sportsnet on Hockey Night on on Hockey Night in Canada. And I hope I spelled and I hope I said Kyle your last name right when you spoke to Bobby McMahon. Uh, yeah, look, now that it's time for the game perspective here, I mean, look, 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 guys, you can't win them all, obviously, right? It's 82 games. And this being our fourth, but our second Penguins reaction pod. Our fourth game that we're covering and reacting to because we talked about the 
we talked about the um, Battle of New York earlier today. I recorded the Battle of New York, and I'll have that out for you as well as this one. Um, I was just completely astounded with performances on Saturday. And I... I have to say, I'm still starstruck from the performances we got from both the Leafs and the Penguins. It, it, I, I mean, there, there's there's no there's no sugarcoating it anyway. More than I've already said it, and I know I and I know I quote I I credit it tip of the iceberg for the penguins reaction already but he speaks the truth here there was not a lot to take away from this game it was a completely terrible game from the Pittsburgh Penguins point of view we as Leaf fans loved it obviously Seven goals. We'll take seven goals. We'll take a touchdown if we need to. And speaking of touchdowns, I'll be back with you for a double dose post game show on Sports Beginners. We'll recap Monday Night Football's game and we'll recap Sunday's football game between the Dolphins, the Jets, the Titans. Should be a really great game. Recap. You'll get my thoughts on the Tennessee Titans. You'll get all that jazz about the Jets game. And my, 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 my goodness, 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 goodness gracious. We have to talk now. Because there's really other no way to sugarcoat it for you with the Penguins and the Leafs. But my, 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 we really got to talk about the Leafs game. I said I would give you it. I'm going to give it to you now. We got to talk about it on Leaf Reaction Pod. This is the game perspective. And my, 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 what the bleep was this? You were down 5 nothing. You come back and win those five goals back and you lose in overtime to me it sounds like what steve kind of said in one of the other maple leaf losses it, it kind of sounds like the maple leafs lost in the most leafiest way possible they were down five nothing five goals to zero. Columbus basically had it in the bag. But then there's the safety warning that says, wait a minute. You think we're down five goals. We understand that. We need you to get loud. We need you to get proud. And like a lightning bolt, they end up Coming back 
with a monstrous side third period, scoring five goals in the exact third period to tie the game. But this, this right here, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play it because it'll end my. It'll put our show in a bow here. This right here. This play right here. The play of the game from the Blue Jackets game, six to five victory. This play right here told you it was all over. Here are the guys that called in on Bailey Sports on a hockey night in Toronto when the Maple Leafs took on the Blue Jackets. The play of the game perspective. Spots on the Blue Jackets. Enjoy. Zach, who had a breakaway, only to be denied, then makes the defensive play. Moving in, Danforth. Danforth behind the net. Danforth, Wierenski. Johnson lurking on that left side. Wierenski, Johnson, Danforth in front. Shot scores! Left side. Wierenski, Johnson, Danforth in front. Shot scores! Ken Johnson, his first three-point game. It's the game-winning goal and his second of the night. Columbus, six, Toronto, five. Yeah. Here tonight, here's a Nissan move of the game. Little bump in the middle of the ice. Keep an eye on this. There's the exchange that goes well for Kent Johnson. And he just rips it. Top shelf, the Nissan move of the game. Yep, yep, yep. That pretty much puts a bow on the game perspective here. Portion of the program. So. Like I said, with the Penguins' 7-0 win for the Toronto Maple Leafs, we love that they won. The Penguins fans, you hate that the Leafs won, obviously. But, you've got another game against the Minnesota Wild on Monday night. So get a good night's rest and get ready for Monday night because it's going to be a great game. I sure hope so. And with that being said, before we get down to the closing minutes here, as that wraps up our final segment here on the program. This game was brought to us in Scotiabank Arena, including myself, my brother, and our father that was in the game, that were watching it. This comes to an attendance record of over 18,921 people in attendance. The venue, Scotiabank Arena, the city, Toronto, Ontario. Your referees, I was a little, I was a little mixed up there. It was Kendrick Nicholson and Jake Vernick. 
Devin Berg and Kyle Flemington were your linesmen. And with that being said, the final piece of that game perspective is, look, terrible performance by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Amazing performance by your Toronto Maple Leafs. Can we do it against the New York Rangers on home ice? It's possible. But you just never really know. Is Austin Matthews going to be able to play? Is Brody going to be playing? Is Nylander playing? All questions will be answered on Tuesday, I'm sure. But for now, that is this one thank you very much for listening to toronto maple leafs hockey on on the ice and behind the benches and of course this is streaming also on sports for beginners podcast if this was on youtube you know the drill click like if you like this video click subscribe if you really like it tell all your friends about it I have been your host, Thomas McGregor, and until next time, Leafs fans, Leafs Nation, go Leafs, and I look forward to catching up with you again after the next Leafs game. So long, Leafs Nation, for now, until the next game. It's the wild for it's the wild for the penguins. It's the Rangers for the Leafs. Rangers leaves Tuesday, Monday, Wild and Pittsburgh. One game is in Toronto. One game is in PPG Paints Arena. I'm out. That is it for me. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Leeds Reaction Pod on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. If you have any questions, be sure to send us at your questions at sports for beginners pod eighty two thirty one at gmail.com using the topic of discussion ask behind benches questions. Want to get in touch with our entire want to get in touch with our email for on the ice and behind the benches? Simply email us at and the host at on the ice behind the benches pod 82 at gmail.com and as we always remind you on sports for beginners broadcast map take another look and of course sports for beginners it is never goodbye it is until next time we'll see you around leaves nation bye-bye for now
actually had was brought by the Hockey Night in Canada theme. Brought, bringing all of the hockey action to you on Hockey Night in Canada Saturdays. Thank you so much for listening to the On the Ice and Behind the Benches post-game show on the Sports for Beginners podcast feed. Remember, everybody on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches, to join Thomas every Tuesday for weekly episodes of your favorite ice content from the drop of the puck to hitting the showers. We thank you for joining us. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams, listen to Broadcast Map with me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show and to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map.